Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. 
Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. This. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Merciful Lord, grant you absolution or mission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let the key. 
Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, to trust in you with all our hearts. For as you always resist the proud who confide in their own strength, so you never forsake those who make their boast in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first lesson comes from Ezekiel, chapter 33, beginning at verse 7. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked man from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, If our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? The word of the Lord. Our psalm for this morning is Psalm 119, and we'll read it responsively, beginning in verse 33, by the asterisk. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Make me walk in the path of your commandments. Incline my heart to your testimonies. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Establish your word to your servant. Turn away my reproach, which I dread. Behold, I long for your precepts. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our New Testament lesson comes from Romans, chapter 13, beginning in verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 12. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, He rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Great to be back indoors (laughs) in this special place. You know, we set aside this place very carefully that we might come together here and worship God. And it is wonderful to be here again together with you. It's odd that such an act would uh, take courage faith and compassion. Some are reluctant to be here. Some are against it. And some are itching for far more. And I understand all of those. We all have our reasons. 
We got to learn to live together in harmony, caring for one another. In fact, our readings today, our readings today talk about the need to confront sin in ourselves and with others, our neighbors, and to do it in love. I'm going to take this time to talk about discernment. And what I mean is the ability to skillfully tell the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies. In order that we can correctly judge our own actions and the actions of others and properly share that understanding, we need to have discernment. Father, uh, no, uh, Deacon Jesse told me there are notes. We're talking about our discernment toolbox today. You may want to take notes. They have pens and paper there. I was just going to share that with you um, as I begin. The first thing I want to do today as we begin talking about our discernment toolbox is to call out one of the verses from Paul's epistle to the Romans, his letter to the Romans today. And he said in verse 10, we read this morning, Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Simple. Simple to say, but difficult to know exactly what to do all the time and in every circumstance. The world is complex and it's full of conflict. Earnest people are fighting each other, convinced that they are right and... The other is horribly wrong. I read the news, COVID, protests, riots, racial tension, police misconduct, politics. I see friends on Facebook saying things that I don't agree with. How do we find out what is true? Sincere, intense people fighting each other convinced that they are right and the other is horribly wrong. We can't all be right. But we can stand on this principle, this banner, this here I stand guidepost, that is, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Paul goes on to say, wake up, get woke. Seems he was hip. <laughs> get woke. The night is almost gone. Behave properly as in the day. We all know that Jesus said the truth will set you free. But that's not all he said. I want you to think about if. If. As in, if this, then that. You guys remember the Disney movie, Cinderella, and there was a ball, and the evil stepmother said Cinderella could go, and the evil stepsisters were all mad. And then she said, you know the line. <laughs> I said, if, if, there are things that are conditional, if, if means something. Now listen to what Jesus said. In John chapter 8, starting in verse 31, he said, if 
If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And then you will know the truth. And then the truth will make you free. Paul says something similar in Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. He says, Present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that, so that is like then, so that you may prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. If you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, then you can know the perfect will of God. If you continue in Jesus' word, then you can know the truth and it will set you free. This is one of the most important tools in our discernment toolbox. Being able to know the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies, begins. Begins with us living out our lives within the boundaries that God sets for us, trusting in his mercy and grace. Discernment begins with action, not study. Simple, not easy. Now remember I said, the world is complex and full of conflict. Earnest people fighting each other convinced they are right and the other is wrong and we can't all be right. The deal is there's more to it than that. More to it just than complexity and conflict. We have an adversary, the devil, who wants to manipulate you. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. You have an enemy who wants to take away your joy. He wants to take away your freedom. He's a deceiver and the father of lies. People can be deceived. We can be deceived. The other can be deceived. We need to be able to skillfully tell the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies, in the face of adversity. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. We need to be mature. We need to practice. We need to train our senses to discern the difference between good and evil. You know, God has a special place in his kingdom for the naive, for the innocent, and he protects and cares for them. But that's not us. St. Michael's has a special calling. We're called to be mature. We're called to be in the battle. And if we're going to succeed, we need to train our senses to know truth from lies, right from wrong. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about what I mean, about how you discern between good and evil, how you learn, how you train your senses to figure this out. This is a story about Debbie and I. We've been married about seven years, almost seven years. At seven years of marriage, there's 
typically a couple of bumps in the road. And we were typical. We were, uh, we were having a warm conversation. <laughs> a warm conversation. And I pointed my finger at Debbie and I said, that's a lie. Sounds like a good idea, right? <laughs> Somebody light the fireworks. It's going to get interesting now. Pointed my finger at her and I said, that's a lie. Huh. There had already been tears. Father Ed was there. He's a witness. If you want somebody who is a dispassionate witness about this moment in our life, 30 years ago, that we all remember. Father Ed was looking for the door. He wanted to get it out of there really fast. Huh. Proves he was not crazy. He was the same man. How do I get out of here? Because things are about to get crazy. You can't say that to your wife. But there were no fireworks. Nothing happened. Debbie looked at me and she goes, oh, and went back to whatever she was doing in the kitchen. I don't remember. I asked her. She doesn't even remember what we were talking about. Father Ed probably remembers better than we do. We don't forget. It. Just, so what a weird moment. That's a lie. Oh, <laughs> where does that come from? There has to be a backstory. Let me tell you what happened. About that time, we've been having a long conversation about where our fights came from. One of the things that we noticed was that the devil was lying to us. And we believe it and get in a big fight. He was trying to steal our joy. I got a grudge against that guy. Serious. Dirty, rotten, lying rat. <laughs> we'll go with rat today, okay? It's appropriate. <laughs> that dirty lion rat, I have a grudge. See, we always loved each other. We love each other dearly. And we're committed to working out our differences. Everybody has differences. When I said, that's a lie, it wasn't because I was angry. I wasn't angry at her. We had caught the thief in a lie. And we were happy. Oh, look at that. It's a lie. We discovered something. It was a joyous discovery. There's this proverb. It's one of my favorite. Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search it out. Ha! It was glorious. We were acting like kings and queens in the kingdom, and we had searched out the matter, we had discerned the lie, and by doing that, we took away all its power. All right. I have a list of the lies that that rat uses to steal our joy and to deceive us and to manipulate us. And I want to mention them here so that you can recognize them. Recognize them and defend yourself against them. To steal their power. When he's lying to you, you don't have to pay attention. You can go back to whatever you're doing in the kitchen. <laughs> whatever it is. I know it mattered. Here's the list. One, guilt. Two, intimidation. Three, fear. 
four, doubt. Five, grief. Six, resentment. And seven, temptation. I'm going to go over, go over this list again with a couple of comments here. One, guilt. You know what that is. You've been born again. Jesus' blood has washed you clean. No place for guilt in your life. Intimidation, mocking, threats, accusations, insults, hatred. Anybody seen that on the news? That's not from God. Fear, fear of death. Fear of failure. Fear of shame. Well, here's a good one. Fear of loneliness. Fear of loneliness. That's a big deal in COVID. Doubt. Questioning. Uh, uh, like a desire to know that you belong. It's like some doubt that you belong. Or, or like a loss of who you are. Loss of your identity. All these bottled up into doubt. And the devil wants to manipulate, manipulate you with lies about that. Grief. Tough place to be. Resentment, bitterness, anger, and strife. You know, that reminds me of like envy, greed, and pride. Part of that seven deadly sins list. Resentment, bitterness, anger, and strife. Seen that anywhere? Temptation. Distraction. Food, booze, drugs. Lust of the flesh, I think we read that in one of the readings today. Give no place to the lust of the flesh, Romans. If they weren't tempting, <laughs> wouldn't be a problem, would it? They're tempting. The devil's trying to trick you into destroying your life, stealing your joy. If you're lonely, or you don't know who or what you're supposed to be, I want you to know this. God has built you into this church on purpose. You are a part of this family. We may have differences. Everybody does. Everybody does. But we're committed to working them out in love, according to God's perfect plan, knowing that his good and acceptable perfect will. I've noticed, I've noticed in life, that friends, friends impose on each other. They take it for granted that they'll be given grace, knowing that it's needed. It's the privilege of friendship to take advantage of your friends. Huh. Sounds odd, doesn't it? It's true. I've seen it time and time again. Huh. You need to have the freedom to reach out to others. I need your time. Look, I'm giving you permission right now to reach out to me. You got a question? Ask me. I got all the time in the world. Theoretically. <laughs> it's open, right? Ask. Don't be alone. And don't wander around with questions. Huh. You're my friends. You're allowed. I got family out here. This applies to you too, okay? We all need each other. All right. 
So when you recognize these tricks, you're going to destroy the power that they have against you. What I want to tell you, while they're the problem, God has promised you victory. Peter says, it's in 2 Peter chapter 1, that God has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness and has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. Our best tools against the enemy are the promises of God. You can trust them. They're true. Stand on the promises of God so you can fight well against the enemy. Here's another good tool for your toolbox. Don't be conformed to the world. You remember we read in Romans 12, 1 and 2? Present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. It also said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We know about Moses leading the people of Israel through the Red Sea and out of Egypt. They were no longer slaves, but they didn't know how to live free. They spent 40 years wandering around in the desert figuring that out. They got out of Egypt, but they also had to get the Egypt out of them. So do we. There are prisons without walls, blindness that is willful, sin that entangles or enslaves us. Don't be conformed to this world. And know that for all those things, Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again, that you might have life. One of the best sermons I, I love, passages out of Luke, where Jesus goes to his hometown and said, the, the Spirit is on me. The Spirit is on me to bring good news to the poor, to free those in jail, to give sight to the blind. This is the year of the Lord's favor. That's the promise that God has for you and you don't have to be conformed to this world. Okay. So I'm sharing all this right now because I know I need it. I want to fill up my discernment toolbox because I know what time it is. I want to grow up and not be manipulated. I want to be effective in overcoming the lies of the enemy in my faith. I don't want to be deceived. I go to work like you. I read the news. I know it's rough out there. I need tools. So here they are so far. Let me go through them again. To have discernment, to skillfully tell the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies, in the face of adversity. Begin by living within the boundaries of God's will. Then the truth will set you free. Train yourself to recognize the tricks of that rat, your enemy. Stand on the promises of God so that you can fight well against the enemy. And don't be conformed to the world. This is just the beginning. Next week, Father Ed will bring us further up and further in. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this from him and from Deacon Jesse and from Bishop. So fill up your toolbox. we got a fight ahead. Let me end with this prayer out of Philippians. And I pray this, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, 
so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Please stand. We will continue with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible. And one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace of the Lord. I don't know of any other announcements except that it's really hot. So enjoy it while you can. Um, we do uh, continue to ask for uh, assistance with the society. Please uh, 
come out and be with us if you're able to. Uh, Mondays at, we're starting at 4.30 and so 3.30 if you can be there. We also have other things that you could do like uh, make a target run. That would be great or a delivery of some sort. We'd appreciate it. So other than that. Chip Kessler went to Tucson this, this week and uh, see his mother-in-law, checking up on her. So you pray for them as they travel. And uh, Gavin is homesick today, so pray for the Harris family. Everybody gets a little nervous when somebody gets sick, so pray for Gavin and for the Harris family. That's where they are today. Amen. Okay. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come, because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread. He gave you thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise, gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi... Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Sandra, Maria, Karen, Father David and Darcy, Tammy, Thomas, Cade, the Cavino family, Michael, Sherry, Kayla, Barnes family, Dan, the Marines and Sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed forces. You can add the names of the people that you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ of the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, 
in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper.
Just a quick word. I know it's kind of hot. Everyone's ready to, to get going here. But just an observation of mine. I haven't been able to come to St. Michael's for the last three or four months. I've been working. And to come back to St. Michael's is so great to walk inside. It just looks so new, so uh, wonderful. And uh, I've been able to watch online, but it's not the same as being here. Amen. It's, it's so great. And it's so wonderful. We have been able to be online, be outside. I think the Lord had us outside so that... Everyone could see us. They could see us praying and 
worshiping. I think that was the reason it we was. were outside. Amen. Yeah. And to come back in, you, you feel you feel St. Michael's and and uh, and it's 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 nice to be able to do it online and see you guys online. But it's even better to be here in person, to be with you and worship with you. And uh, I just I just think it's wonderful, and I'm so appreciative. I won't be able to come back for a few more months, but this renews me. And amen. And just thank you. Glad you're here today. Thank you. God Thank you. bless. Kevin, real quick. Kevin is one of the most honest, real people I know. And he's such a blessing uh, to our lives. I mean, like, he'll drop it. He'll drop what he's doing and come help you out. And he, but he's just real. And, and that's something I really appreciate about Kevin. And so thank you for... I'm Thanks. glad you're here. Amen. Man. I'm really glad that's you're here. Too. God bless. So glad to see you. That helped. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say something too, and he kind of broke the ice. Man. So pay attention. That's awesome. And I have stuff written down during the sermon. You know right up to the mic. Sorry, can you hear me? Is that good? Okay. Um, kind of the same thing, but just to expound on that, it's so awesome to be with everyone. But I think that once things start to normalize, it's really easy to go back to our ways, to go back to Egypt. And to walk right back where God led us out of. And he's led us into freedom. And for such a time as this, we've been called. And I don't know the personal callings on each of your lives, but I know that there's a call in your life. And I know that we're called for such a time as this to share and spread the love of God and to show it to a lost and dying world. And to accept grace, though, first for ourselves and to to accept freedom for ourselves. Because we don't have to go back there. We don't have to. We we get the opportunity and the privilege to step forward into what God is calling us into. And I just want to encourage us. I don't want us to go back to our old ways. I don't want Amen. something tragic to happen again before we step out. I want us, I just, the Lord wants us to step <laughs> out. Not me, it's the Lord. The Lord wants us to step out and he has a calling. So yeah. I just want to encourage you to not wait. Because for t- such a time as this, right now he's called you. Not to wait to get yourself together, but just to do it and to step out. Because it's right there. Amen. 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 Please stand. Amen. Wow. It's good to be in the sanctuary of the Lord. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food. In the sacrament of his body and blood, send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. As you go out from here, always remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself and not counting your sins against you. God loves you. God has forgiven you. God is not mad at you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen.
Show me.